hell's wrong with you? I miss my wrestling. Who's your wrestling? Yes, I, I need my wrestling. All right, man, calm down. It's all good. You know why? Because you were listening to your professional wrestling fix. Follow us on Facebook at Ten Wrestling Pro Wrestling Discussions. On Twitter at the Inzigiri. And catch your new episodes of the 2300 Wrestling Podcast and the Basement Dropkick on Anchor FM, Spotify, and other leading platforms. Oh, yeah. Yo, what up? The Church's Money, Black Seas, international superstar, and you're listening to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. We have for the 2300 um, Wrestling Extra, Chad uh, Mims, and he, we're going to talk about Val Pal. How's it going, Chad? Doing good. How are you? So Val's Pals is a fundraiser for Val Fazerano. Uh, he has cerebral palsy, and right now he doesn't have usage of his hands. And the other day he was just at the uh, Shriners Children's Hospital in Philadelphia, and they're looking at that. And unfortunately, because of Val's age and his condition, he's not covered under any government insurance and stuff like that. So uh, his family is actually paying out of pocket uh, for a lot of his expenses. And uh, yeah. that's why we're just doing a community-based, hey, let's uh, help this kid out. You know, it's uh, good for the community. It's good for Val. He's a great ambassador for wrestling and, you know, a positive person and, you know, always happy. And, I, you know, I post pictures of him. He wakes up in the morning and right away he's smiling. You know, when, when you meet him, he's just he's just super, super positive and he, he makes you feel happy. So this wow. is just us, us giving back. The Integrity Network is officially brought to you by Royalties and Custom Apparel. Please visit www.royaltiescustomapparel.com. All one word. So what's the webpage again? www.royaltiescustomapparel.com You can also reach them at 1-800-597-2517 and use promo code INSEGURI and receive 10% off your order of $25 or more. So Keener, um, what's that number again? That number once again is 1-800-597-2517. And use the Insiguri code and receive 10% off. How do you spell Insiguri? E-N-Z-U-I-G-I-R-I. Once again, that is E-N-Z-U-I-G-I-R-I. And how much do you take off? 10% off. Order of $25 or more. Oh, let's do it now. I'm wearing the shirts right now. And don't forget, you can also receive our shirts at royalties.com. Ooh, we got shirts. We got shirts. Oh, we got shirts. Welcome to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, D.B. Richards, alongside my referee fan. Fan? Yeah, I'm calling you a fan. fan. Referee fan, yeah. You love your referees, don't you? Yeah. Dave, I wish he was Mike Keener. Oh, stop. Keener. Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> so, we have a special guest today. A huge special guest. Oh, how huge? One of the most well-known wrestlers probably in the Philadelphia area. CZW. Okay. Say original. Black Cheese. Hello, Black Cheese. Yo, what's going on? What's up? What's up? Thanks, Dad. Oh, doing good. Uh, I just wanted to say, when I seen you a bunch of times in the um, in the past, um, I fell in love with your mom <laughs> cheering. Um, she's like the greatest thing every time I come to a show to see you wrestle, and she's out there cheering, and I'm like, this is the greatest part of my life, watching your mom cheer. Yeah, man. Mama G's is, uh, Mama G's has always been, uh, always in my corner. Gotta love it. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. It was awesome at Wildcat. I think it was Wildcat. I'm like, it was Wildcat. And I was like, oh, my gosh. This is awesome. Like, if it, if it was me, my family would be like, oh, he's doing that again. <laughs> and like, they're like, oh, you're doing the podcast? Oh, okay. Mm. But you don't want to listen to it? No, we don't like wrestling. I'm like, oh, okay. Thanks for supporting. 
<laughs> so I, I want to start off um, from the beginning of your career. Um, let's start with your background. Who trained you? Uh, I was trained at Hardball. Well, try to make a long story short. When I first started getting trained, uh, Damon Feldman, uh, those who don't know Damon Feldman, he's a boxer, uh, boxing promoter. Sometimes he promotes wrestling events. Um, he had a school opening up, and uh, I went there and I met um, Gemini from Crash Crew. Um, Gemini was around a long time ago. Really good dude. Uh, really good trainer. Um, he started training me at Hawkins. That's down in like um, Kensington area, area of Philly. So I started training there. You know what I'm saying? Learn my basics. And then as time went on, I started just uh, learning everywhere I went. Like um, I would go to the Samoans. I learned from the Samoans. Um, when I would, uh, when I was with Chikara a bit, Skyder would come in. I learned lucha from him. Um, and then like uh, aside from learning the basics of everything, really learn as you go. You know what I'm saying? That's the best way to learn. Learn your basics. And we start doing shows. That's when you really learn in front of a crowd. Yeah, I was looking at your um, Wikipedia. I'm like, holy crap! Somebody has a Wikipedia in wrestling. This is awesome. <laughs> You don't see that many people have Wikipedia's when you just write out somebody's name and you're like, oh my gosh, look at this. This is awesome. Yeah. So it looks like you started off as Saban and tagged with um, with Blackout at, with Ruckus. I, I love Ruckus. Um, I met him a long time ago and I remember him doing a backflip and I'm like, oh my gosh. And he gave me one of his um, best like best of um, Ruckus tape and I still have it right. today. And I'm like, this is awesome. You know what I mean? So the first time meeting him was back in like 90. 2001 somewhere around there and he was right. bringing the ring and all that stuff to us doing backyard wrestling in a building and it was weird that we were doing that uh, back then somebody somebody just promoted us because we're backyards and it's like hey let's go to Newman and or let's go to um what was that place in Delaware the, oh Kahuna the, Kahuna yeah and Feldman yeah I think it was Feldman and I didn't wrestle. Um, I just sat there and rang the bell. <laughs> right. But that's where I met Ruckus and it was awesome. So how was it uh, working with Ruckus? Oh, it was cool, man. I mean, Ruckus was ahead of his time, you know what I'm saying? And uh, like Ruckus, he started before I did. So like once I first, when I got into CZW, um, it was real big for, for Zandig to, to uh, set me up with Ruckus and with Joker and we came black out. That's real big for me, you know what I'm saying? And then that, um, that, that allowed me to start proving myself not only in CCW, but the Indies, you know what I'm saying? So it was it was a good fit. It was a perfect fit, you know what I'm saying? So I, like outside of the ring, we were all friends, you know what I'm saying? At that time, so the chemistry was uh, was natural, and we just made it all work. And I I, I feel that Blackout was uh, the best group in the history of CCW, my opinion. Uh, um, your name was out there. I was not big on independence yet back then, but like I heard of you guys, and yeah, yeah. and when I did go to shows that. I'm learn like when I started learning about independence, and I was like, "Holy crap! Um, this this group is awesome." And I remember going up to Ruckus, and I was like, "Hey, do you remember me?" At one show, and I forget what show it was. I think it was in Jersey somewhere. He goes, "Oh my gosh, dude! I haven't seen you in years." And I'm like, "Holy crap! You remember me?" <laughs> and we did the show for Breaker, and Robbie Z was there. Rob Zaccardi. Okay. He was a member of Black Hat. But it's kind of cool when everything comes together. So I noticed that right. you feud with Kings of Wrestling, Hero and Cassie, um, Cesaro. Um, how was that feud? What? How was it when you worked Working with, with um, Kings of Wrestling? Chris oh, Hero okay. and Cesaro. Yeah, it was cool. It, 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 it was cool. 
was a learning experience. Like, um, those two dudes carry, I'll just speak for myself, those two dudes carry me really well, you know what I'm saying? Both of them made me look like I was better than I actually was at the time, you know what I'm saying? I learned a lot from those two, so overall, it was a great experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I like um, Cesaro. I think he's amazing in the ring and all that. But um, I was like, holy crap, man. I was like, a feud with King of Wrestling. Oh, my gosh. So that was like my favorite tag team at the time. So given as long, because I know you've been working for a long time, um, what's the best advice anybody's ever given you? The best advice that I was ever given was, uh, and this is like when I first started, the advice that um, it was either Gemini or it was Odog. One of them told me, you're black. And you're, and, you're, and you're small. So you have to be two times better than everyone else. And and that that's definitely true because, um, like, a lot of people don't want African-Americans to even professional wrestling for whatever reason, you know what I'm saying? So it is harder for us, definitely harder. And I feel like over the years, I've established a resume that showcases that I'm better than a lot of people that have contracts. I should be getting opportunities that I don't get, you know what I'm saying? And as far as my work rate, I'm great. I'm a great wrestler. Not great for being black. I'm a great wrestler. Every every box that needs to be checked, I cover them completely, but I don't get the opportunities. You know what I'm saying? And to me, that's disappointing because I can walk into any company right now, shine right away, and make money. You know what I'm saying? That might sound arrogant. It is a bit arrogant, but that's my truth. And there's no one that can say that it's not true. No one can. You know, I, I can agree with that. Like I've I've rep shows that you've been on, and I've actually gone out to watch your match. Uh, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot with you, and I. I never looked at the um, the whole like being black wrestler or anything. When I see wrestling, I see wrestling. I don't put in right. things. I, yeah, wish, I don't put a uh, race on wrestling. I, like I wish like promoters out there will look at people's talent over anything else. You know what I mean? And yeah, exactly. And it stinks because I'm like, wow, like why are you going to put race into this? It's bullcrap. And like well, it, it happens. It it, def- it definitely happens. And not only just myself. Like there's several people on the independence right now that deserve opportunities and i'm not even not even just people of color like just 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 wrestlers period so many of us yeah. deserve opportunities oh, yeah. but like the politics of wrestling is what's stopping that from happening a lot of times guys will be in these top companies and they feel threatened they don't want someone else to come in and might potentially take their spot and to me that's corny to me that's that's that, that, that's a clown yeah. Because if you're so great, if you're as great as you think you are, then you should want all types of talent to be there. You should want all types of competition. Competition makes people thrive. And oh, if yeah. you're holding, if you're holding talented people from getting from from getting into these places, in my view, you're a bitch. Real simple, real simple. And there are guys in Impact Wrestling that hold me back. Just that company, because on my mind right now, like there are guys that have held me back from getting opportunities. And again, me not getting opportunities is not a lack of talent thing. It's a political thing and it's a someone has a personal grudge against me so they don't want me to succeed there's no way around there's no other way around because i can walk into these companies right now and shine more than guys that have a spot like recently um eddie um kingston just made it in AEW, and how long it took him to get somewhere anthony green yeah talented wrestlers yes (laughs) but like eddie just came out from nowhere and like got a um, match we need to put hashtag to cody to get you on there and just go hashtag cody black cheese needs, yeah. needs a shot <laughs> yeah exactly I, I appreciate that and and eddie deserved it eddie is another one that eddie, eddie has deserved years. it for a long time eddie eddie's been grinding for years for years oh yeah and you know what i'm saying like and, and eddie already eddie proved years ago that as soon as he cuts a promo he's better than the majority of guys in this company and i think guys held him back for 
because they felt threatened. Now yeah. he signed, and it's great. And I wish him all the success because he deserves it. Oh, yeah. And it stinks. I think wrestlers need to, like, help support other people and move forward. And I mean, exactly. I agree. And, like, um, I'm like if you're in if you're in a company, you're definitely going to help your friends out. There's nothing wrong with that. But also help the people that, that, that actually deserve it. Sometimes your friends aren't as talented as they think they are. And you're just looking off your friends. I mean, that's cool, but this is this is about making money. So, even, like, I'll give you an example. If I'm, if I'm a top guy in these companies, even if it's someone that I don't really have a good relationship with, but they're talented, I'm going to look out for them. Because that's just how I am. Can't say the same for the majority of people in wrestling. And it's sad. Yeah, like I was looking at um your career right here, and um you start you started um using the name Black Cheese in 2010. Is that correct? Uh yeah, I mean I think it was around 2010. Like the Sabian thing just wasn't working. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I started out as Sabian, but it was just kind of corny. You know what I'm saying? Like just Sabian, Sabian. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That just that just didn't that just didn't seem marketable anymore. So you know what I'm saying? Black Cheese, it, it, it sounds better. It's cooler. It's more marketable. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's what I started rolling. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But um, you were in 2007, 2011. You were the uh, World Junior Heavyweight Champion. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember. Okay, how did you become the champion? Who did you wrestle? The, um... uh, uh, let's see. I think, and you're talking about CZW, right? Yes, I think so, yes. Okay, so the first time I beat Mike Quackenbush. Um, <laughs> yeah, I beat Mike Quackenbush with a title, and then I lost it to, uh, I can't remember who I lost it to, but I beat Quackenbush with the junior title. And then it looks like you went to Shakara too. You know what I mean? That's all. Like, yeah. I, I enjoy Shakara, but with this whole Speak Out movement going on right now, I'm like, eh, what do I do? Um, but I was watching um on um IWTV, and I'm like watching like old Shakara stuff, and I'm like, then this um, Speak movement came out. I'm like, uh, should I watch this still? Or I don't know. Um, But um, you were there for a while. How was Quackenbush as a promoter? As a promoter... He was, uh, I mean, as a promoter, uh, I mean, as far as booking goes, his booking was his booking was solid. As far as a promoter goes, he was about, he was similar to a lot of promoters that we all encounter over the years. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that we encounter is like promoters are real, they're, they're carnies, you know what I'm saying? They're real shady, they're yeah. real manipulative. That's quack. He was manipulative, you know what I'm saying? Um, that's then that's that's that so that's how that went at the time you know what i'm saying i didn't have enough of i didn't have enough value to really say what i wanted to say but yeah. then i wouldn't be booked and then at that time at that experience level you're scared to speak up about things you know what i'm saying but years later you know what i'm saying when i when i have the clout to be able to speak out i can't but yeah. back then i couldn't you know what i'm saying but i did i did have some good times at your part you know what i'm saying it was some good guys there some good talent there some good matches you know what i mean um i'm not uh i don't look back at your car as a bad thing because it was part of my overall history of professional wrestling. yeah i totally agree with you um, the past is the past but yeah i was talking to Corey castle and Corey castle's like um half the wrestlers just doing wrestling shows for less money out there and and it hurts other wrestlers like oh we can um bring this guy in for 40 bucks but right and that that hurts the business too and i think on um, the younger wrestlers need to learn to try to push for more money to wrestle because you guys put your body on the line you do this and that and you get shit and what if you go to the hospital you have to pay that bill out and you keep on, I think there's need to be, like, everybody needs to work together and try to make a better pay for every wrestler out there. And that's my yeah, speak. I agree with that. That's my yeah, speak I, out. And it hurts. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. Um, I definitely agree with that. But also at the same time, like, when you're, when you're younger in the business and less experienced, you're sort of scared. 
money. You know what I'm saying? Because you feel like the goal to your mind is that somehow you're being professional by asking for more money. Yeah. So, like, we've all been there. You know what I'm saying? So, sometimes guys will work for it very cheap and it messes it up for other guys. But those guys that are doing that, a lot of them, they don't know any better. Yeah. They know better and they're doing it. It's it, 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 it clown mentality. But yeah. if they don't know any better, then, you know what I'm saying, it, it's not really. They just need to be schooled on the game, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I care about all you guys. Every time you guys go out there and wrestling, I always, if I see you, I say, good luck, um, stay safe, and I and we walk away. And I do care about what everybody does. And I don't want to see anybody go to the hospital. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. I want everybody right. to be safe. And as a fan, I want to see you guys afterwards and say, hey, that was an awesome match. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so, like, my whole concept, like, I think everybody needs to speak out more about pay and get rid of the promoters that want to dick people around. And yeah, yeah. everybody's worth something. It's one of the reasons why you're in the business. If you're not ready yep. to be out there, you shouldn't be out there. You should be still training. And right. and I learned from everybody. Like I listened to Matt Trema talk to me one time, and I, was, I listen to everybody when you come on the podcast. I I listen to everybody and I hear things, and I think everybody needs to step up and ask for more money because I keep on telling Dave that, dude, you're going all the way to um, Delaware, Mar- um, Mary Maryland. Del- and you're asking for 40 bucks? Dude, more money, dude. If I get that. Dude, that's gas right there, dude. Make something. Yeah. Like, don't. Dollar, dollar menu. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're having the dollar menu tonight. Hey, I'll buy you dinner. Oh, it looks like I'm getting that dollar menu now. <laughs> no. Th- hey, at least it's not a hot dog and a handshake. Oh, dude, that's horrible. I, I want to speak out for everybody out there, and I care about everybody that does stuff in business. Um, I seen that you did an episode of SmackDown. Where did they get that name? <laughs> Uh, I heard that I heard that a lot of times the names that they give they, they just ribbon guys that work in the office okay. in WWE. So so what I heard was that name I was given was the name of somebody that works in the office. Oh gosh, he needs to get fired for that name. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> So you wrestled Ryback. How how was he as a worker? Uh, he was fine. He was professional and he was safe. I know he gets a lot of flack for being unsafe, but he was completely safe with me. And, you, and he was a good dude, too. Okay, th- that, that's that's awesome to hear that because I did hear bad things about him. And, and I didn't want to hear... I, I don't like to hear stuff like that. And... That when somebody says he's unsafe, he's unsafe, and, and you're thinking the guy's unsafe. And I look at like uh, Nia Jackson and all that, and nobody's going after her because she punched Becky. And I'm like, that happens. You know what I mean? Like I I'm I hate fans, but we need fans. You get you get what I'm saying? Like I hate when they just go off on somebody and say, oh this person's unsafe, but you're sitting on your couch doing nothing. Why you not go out there I mean, and try? I mean, a lot of a lot of times fans will just they think, but they're just saying it out of like uh, emotion. They they don't know from experience. They don't know. You know what I'm saying? Maybe some of the things that they see just look more believable than they're used to seeing. Yeah. So in their mind, oh, that person is unsafe. You know what I'm saying? It could be anything. Oh yeah, and oh. like it, that that gets me sometimes. I'm like, ah. Like, you're not in her feet, and I bet she's saying sorry to the wrestler in the back that, I'm sorry, but um, it happens, right? Like, yeah. that, that one stiff punch, and you're like, oh, crap. So, um, and then you went to um, TNA. That's kind of cool, too, um, in 2012 to 2013. Where did they get that name? I came up with that name. Oh, um, okay. We had to... Um, we had to come up. They, they gave us the chance to come up with with uh, different names, and that's the name that that I came up with. Um, I always liked the name Rashad, and the Cameron part was uh, 
discussed. There was an old school wrestler named Lethal Larry Cameron. Okay. Him up if you don't, never heard of him. So like my, so my thoughts on it was, if I go with the name Cameron, that gives like the commentators something to play with. Maybe you can maybe allude to maybe I'm a second generation wrestler, blah blah blah, that type of thing. So that was just for like, that was just like the way my mind was working as far as like sort of telling a story. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that was about. Okay, okay. How was it working for like Tina? A lot, like a lot, like a lot of a lot of people hated the name. And a lot of people blame TNA for giving me that name, but nah, that was the name I came up with. It wasn't on them. I came up with it. They rolled with it, and I think it was fine. If if the opportunity was given to really do more, then after hearing the name a bunch of times, and after that happened, then people that didn't hate the name would turn around and start loving the name. That's how I usually ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how was it working for TNA? Was Dickie Dixie Carter um in charge then? Yeah, she was in charge then. Yeah, I mean it was cool. I mean, um, I, like I think that based on like how other people are given more opportunities to get comfortable and succeed, I don't think I was given uh, the same fair opportunities that others were given. You know what I'm saying? If I was, I'm pretty sure I would have started knocking things out the park more. But I wasn't given that opportunity. But I did the best I could at the time with what I was given. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to. I had to go back and um go check this the, the years out and go okay because. I have like all this um, TNA stuff in um, in my collection, so I had to go back. I haven't watched a lot of things TNA in a long time, so I'm like, but, looks like I had to go back and look at the timeline in 2012 yeah, to 2013. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, and at the time, like you don't really, it's like giving a talent a match along with some airtime as far as cutting a promo. That, a lot of times that doesn't happen. Somebody's first night in, yeah. they gave me that opportunity, and I knocked that out the park. It just wasn't um then like uh, things weren't like further. You know what I'm saying? If they were yeah. further, it would have been a good thing for everybody involved. But it was further, though. I, I I was looking around on YouTube for um, and I saw a promo from CZW, and um, you said look that look at the um the um the poster board. There's no black person on that um poster. And I thought that right. was the greatest promo I've seen so far. And I'm like, holy crap, this is awesome. It's like, Appreciate it. how, how did that, that... That promo there, that promo there it was like, um, like, uh, like these days, those type of promos get frowned upon. But yeah. at the time, like that promo was done to catch people's attention, to make people feel something emotional. Yes. And I think we accomplished, I think we accomplished that. You know what I'm saying? Because over the years, I've gotten a lot of positive reviews about it. You know what I'm saying? It's a promo I'm really happy with. Yeah, when I saw, like, I've been going through stuff and I'm like, because I'm behind on a lot of wrestling and it's kind of hard to do stuff and I was like oh let me check this promo out and I listened to it and I'm like whoa dude this is great because I love I love when you put your emotion to something and make it yours and you made it yours right. and I love that oh you yeah. got anything yet I can stop talking for a minute yeah <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any pet peeves like I know certain referees like one of mine is the black shoes I think all referees should have all black shoes like there are certain refs uh, that yeah, have I, I, well, pet peeves as far as referees go or just in general just in, in general, general. Oh, okay well well, since we on the subject of referees I think referees should always have their shirts tucked into their pants agreed I get, frust- I, I get frustrated when, when when I don't see that happen uh, as far as other stuff uh, I don't like when I'm wrestling someone and their gear stinks take care of that yeah um, that, that's a common pet peeve I, yeah I, I don't like when like it's frustrating when I, when I'm wrestling someone and if we're putting a match together they're so they're so um close-minded that they just want to do things just their way like for example they just they want to call everything in the back and don't need enough space for us to just go out there and improvise that's where you get your best reaction when you go out there and you listen to the crowd and you perform 
Like, yes. That's how I like to work. So when putting matches together and my opponent wants to do stuff that I feel doesn't make sense, it gets frustrating, you know what I'm saying? So then you either just roll with it or you go out there and you make them follow your lead. I choose to do that. I'll stray away from what they want to do, and before they get lost, I'll just take it back to where they're comfortable. That's how you work. That's how right. you work rate, you know what I'm saying? So when guys can't do that and they get a, they get an attitude about one about when they get an attitude about wrestling someone that wants to help them get better, it's frustrating because why are you going to just go out there and just do things one way? It's ridiculous, you know. That, a yeah, lot of that going. On. That's horrible. Like you've been in this business a long time, and all these new kids coming out and going, "I want to do this, this, and this." Dude, listen to me. I will teach you to like right. work every time, everything out. Listen to the fans. Just listen. And and it's it's kind of hard. Like I I noticed this as a wrestling fan. Like I watch the referees. They're always out of spot. Like one at H two O likes to be out of spot, not counting um, when somebody's in the on the ropes, stuff like that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is getting on my nerves. Please, please count. And I start counting. You know what I mean? Because when, I'm gonna... when my brother first started training me to ref, he's like, shut up, listen, pay attention, and you'll get it. And here's my pet peeve: wrestling fans that don't take showers in the outside in the um outside with me watching a match dude please um i need to like you move you smell i want wrestling fans to stay home take showers too (laughs) wash your clothes please I mean, I know the building's hot and everything else, but still. I remember going to a WWE show, sitting, I think it was um, on the Spectrum, sitting all the way up there. This was like back in 99. And the girl in front of us stunk. We went down looking for um, air fresheners, and we brought them back. Not good. Not good. And we weren't trying to be rude, but we were just trying to like smell better, you know what I mean? Mm. And it was still over overwhelmed there. And that that was like before WrestleMania fifteen. If you million dollar question the million dollar question is what does she smell like? It's crap. It it it's like it looked like she had she smells more like one of my friends that we don't want to pick up and take them to shows anymore. Um it's not good. Yeah, no. like I was like, dude, you need to take a shower, and then you still smell. And I'm like, oh my it, gosh, it got so bad that one day we were in a store, and I walked over to like, a, um, what do you call it? like a mechanic store? I literally had to buy air fresheners for his car. Yeah, I'm not down. I'm not down with the no. smell. Um, my car is the Uber car. You know what I mean? Right. People get in there. I don't want the stink. All right. So, do you ever have a geek out moment? Yes, I have. Well, I know you have. So, huh? <laughs> but oh, yeah, uh, I think that was that, that's my only geek out. My mine was Ricky Steamboat. Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons okay. was cool. Meeting Ron Simmons was cool, especially considering he looked at my 15 year old son and goes, "Damn boy, you look to be about 22." <laughs> nope, he's 15. No, he's only 15. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ron was fun to talk to. I, I enjoyed very cool. his conversation. And I'm sitting there talking to him, and then Bruce Pritchard and like a whole bunch of other people come up. I'm like, what do I do from here? That's the that's the hard part because I did that with Shane Douglas, and, and I'm talking to Shane about Ricky Steamboat right. and his arm drags, and here comes Animal from the Legion of Doom, and I'm like, 
Okay, thanks for interrupting our talking. And <laughs> I hate that when you're talking to somebody and then they just walk in there and like, um, how do I get away and walk away? You're like, you did, you did. Have you seen that meme with um, Homer Simpson just going into the grass, like the bush? Yeah, that's me just walking away from that whole conversation. So we know what your mom thinks about you wrestling. What did the rest of your family think about it? of how other people's families were like you know what i'm saying when i first started it was like um well, it's just a phase he's going through you know what i'm saying not a whole lot of support it was just like a whole lot of oh that's pretty cool but then once the traveling started happening and doing tv that's when it became real to them like oh wow he's a real rush like yeah right. a real rush all of the, all of this time you know what i'm saying yeah. but you know um that, that's pretty much how the rest of my family i mean and then like then they started becoming supportive you know what i'm saying so I, I, my dad doesn't support me yeah. in the beginning. It's like wrestling. Can you do something else? But my, I, I, I had family problems, so I stopped training. My and, mom came to right. one show. Michael took a power bomb from a guy named Harley Lewis, and she said, "Nope, never again." That, that it's crazy. <laughs> so, do you have any fears in the wrestling business? Not anymore. I don't. I don't have any. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm trying to think of what my. I, I don't know, like, cause like I never really had a fear of getting injured. Never had a fear of getting heat. I, like I, I never really, I never had any fear since I started wrestling. You know what I'm mm -hmm. so, like I definitely don't, I definitely don't have any now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm. No, no, no. I take, I take that back. I take that back. Like, like years ago, being inexperienced, I had a fear of getting heat, saying the wrong thing. Mm. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, I think that's something that we all fear. Yes. When we're inexperienced, when we're inexperienced. But after, but after a while, I didn't even fear that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know I, I fear if I say something wrong on the podcast and then I get reamed out by it. You know what I mean? That's my. Fear, you know what I mean, and mm -hmm. and and that's what I got a producer for, yay! <laughs> but I and another thing, spiders in the ring that would totally freak me out, you know what I mean, or snakes so in the ring. Like when Victoria was doing the uh, no man, I would be gone. I will be out of the ring. A snake too, I'll be gone. You know what I mean? It's like no, please stay away from me. Alligators, sharks, I I'm, I fear all of that. You know what I mean? Like having a wrestling match with sharks around the water. Yeah, that that would freak me out. <laughs> So we have a question here called the table of five. You being the fifth person, who would be the other four that you would like go have a drink with or go to dinner with? Like when we asked Lance on Hawaii, he put his grandfather and his dad and the, like most of the family in it, which was kind of cool. So who would be the other four that you would put at the table? Uh, Eddie Guerrero, Hans Simmons. But for me, Bret Hart should be on the list. Um, Austin Aries on my list. Jay Lethal's on my list. Who would be? Who else would be on my list? Yeah, I never thought. No, I never thought about that. I, yeah. I asked the question, but I never. I think I would go back to Owen. Owen Hart. Maybe. Like, there's so many wrestlers that I would love to sit down and talk to. And Bret Hart was my all-time favorite growing up. So. Yeah, I know it's a tough one. So we'll move on. What was your favorite match you had so far? Um. I don't know, man. I, I have several, but 
I'll just answer this question with everything that me and Matt Tremont did in our QTW is like my favorite overall stuff that I've done. I have, just, that, that's my answer to that. Have you done anything for H2O yet? H2O? Oh, no, no, no. No, I haven't. I haven't. Nah. Oh, uh, man. You need to talk to uh, Matt to try to get on there, man. So we're, we're yeah, I mean, I mean let, let, Matt, let Matt know. I mean, I think like these days, if fans let companies know who they want to see, that works a bit faster. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, of course I could hit Matt up and say, hey, what's up? When's your next date? You know what I'm saying? But I think like these days, it seems like it means more to companies when fans say that more so than the wrestlers do it. I don't know why that is, but that's just right. how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, the one thing I love about Matt Tremont, he trained these kids. Um, we go to their um, um, the students' shows, and like there's some students that I have a lot of respect for, and I think they're going to be great, like Kristen Ross and Chris Bradley, and Austin Luke, Austin Luke, and. Um, what's that one guy? Um, nothing face. They're all Marcus gonna be, Mathers, who's Mark Angel's son. They're all gonna be looking. They're gonna be good in, in the future, and I give a lot of credit to um Kristen Ross. Um, like I saw, he sent me um videos because I knew him um before he got into training, and sent me a couple videos, and I'm like, eh. You got some work to do, you know what I mean? And he's like, okay, cool. And then every time I watch him, like, he proves every time. And for a big guy, he's like six-something. Something him and Chuck Payne, like, they were flying, like, they were cruiserweights in their match. And it was great. Oh, my gosh. They had a great match when at the student show. Yeah, but first show back. Is there any students out there that you have your eye on saying, wow, this kid's going to be good? Well, not students, but I would say that the rep, Dave McCall and uh and Nate Carter, they should be getting a whole lot more opportunity. Those dudes should be on TV right now. So not students, but I'd say the rep, they should be getting opportunity. The rep, um, yeah, they're gonna be um gonna be up in um the Valve Pal um. Chris um, Men- Menace, his company, Pro Wrestling After Dark, they're going to wrestle okay. up there. And they're the tag team champions there. So I can't wait to go up there and watch them wrestle because every time I see them, amazing tag team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I am a big fan of um, ribs and pranks. Do you have any ribs and pranks that you um, know of that you like to tell? Uh, I stay away from that stuff, you know what I'm saying? Oh, really? Uh-huh. It's funny to see. It's funny to watch this stuff take place, but I don't. I don't participate in that stuff, man. Uh, uh, that makes sense. Um, I, 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 I do friendly pranks. You know what I mean? Like it's not gonna hurt you. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna like crap in somebody's bag or anything. But I did a um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I was at the bar and I um asked the bartender to put um apple juice in the um the dude in a glass for the dude as a beer, and that was a funny story. You know what I mean? But. That's the friendly stuff that's not going to kill the person. You know what I mean? Right, so, right, right, right. Yeah, friendly, friendly stuff is... Yeah, I'm, I'm... Like, like moving take it, their bags. Take it to the point where somebody wants to fight, that's going to Yeah, nah. Like, me, when I prank somebody, I tell them, if I prank you, I mean that I love you as a person. I'm going to have fun with you. At the end of the day, we're going to we're gonna laugh about it, I hope. Yeah, you know I mean? You might be pissed off for a couple of hours, <laughs> but... At the end of the day, I always um, pick on Dave and rib him every time because um, one of the questions I asked him first time trying to do interviews, it's like, oh, do you have a road trip story? And um, he goes, yeah, um, there's a wrestler fell asleep in the back. And, and I'm like, is that it? And he's like, yeah, it's over. But I didn't want to tell the whole story, but he, I always keep on telling that and he gets pissed off of me. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> so do you have any road trips that you can tell? Any good stories? 
It's not not any that uh not any that I want to share. Uh, <laughs> like on, on road, cause like on, on road trips, you have a lot of time to like share how you truly feel about people in the wrestling business. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. And like, there's been like road trips where like guys share how they really felt about their trainer, how they really felt about certain promoters. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's not something that uh I'm gonna share. Oh, I, I totally understand. I took a trip with Frankie Picard, um, Drew Blood and Devin Moore all the way up to Magic Pro Wrestling Magic in New Jersey and um, somebody's name um, CZW promoter I'm not going to say his name Um, um, yeah they had some fun with that name if you get what I'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) it was like it was a fun fun ride up there and it was it was awesome like enjoying stories and hearing talking about wrestling all the way up there it was that was my first time um meeting um true and um devin it was kind of cool um yeah i i like i like road trips and and if it wasn't for frankie picard i wouldn't have started doing the interviews too you know i mean he was the first person to say yeah yeah um i'll do this interview and we started doing the interviews and and it kept on rolling and it was awesome if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be doing this every day. Not every day, but every Sunday. So that's right. that's um, that's my little thing right there. Um, do you have any advice for any new wrestlers or trainees out there? Yeah. Um, if this is what you want to do, stick to it. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't. Like, if this is your passion, ride with it all the way through. But also have a backup plan. Like, it's cool to be in the wrestling bubble, but don't be in it so much that you get detached from reality. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like definitely follow through with this, but have a job outside of it, be able to be responsible outside of it. This can be taken away from quick, you know what I'm saying? Like, before now, we never thought that a pandemic would happen. It happened, and it really messed a lot of people up as far as, like, money-wise. You know what I'm saying? So you always got to keep things in perspective and stay in touch with reality. Okay, like Christopher Daniels. Yeah. He was also uh, a stuntman at Universal Studios. Oh, really? While he wrestled. Huh. Um, okay, okay, okay. What was the weirdest autograph you ever given? I ever given? Yeah. I talked to a wrestler. He autographed a baby. That's weird. Yeah, the weirdest, the weirdest one was a guy asked me to autograph his wife's titty. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Now you're a rock star. Gotta get, uh, Gotta get a fans what they want, right? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Oh my gosh, oh, that, that is the funniest thing. Um, hobby-wise, outside of wrestling, what do you enjoy? Like, you can movies, uh, books, TV. What What do you do besides uh, wrestling? Uh, lifting weights. And watching movies. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a homebody, bro. So like, as long as I got weights and movies and food, I'm good. Bro. What's your favorite movie of all time? Man, uh, I don't know, man. Some days I'll say Scarface. Other days I'll say Goodfellas. Okay. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'll say Training Day sometimes. I'll good say movie. Sicario. Like so many, man. I can't really, I, I can't really narrow it down to one. My movie collection. If you walked in my place, you'll open up your eyes, going, "What the fuck, dude? I have over fifteen um thousand movies in my collection." Yeah. Yeah, I I am a big yeah. movie buff. If it wasn't for wrestling, this would be my um, movies would have been the next thing I would have done the podcast about. And gotcha. so I always ask that question about movies and like, what's the last movie you've seen? Um, I think I rewatched and uh, and watch. That's and, another movie that I watched a whole lot. Oh gosh, that the cop scene when he shot himself was it shot himself? I'm trying to remember. He did something like the eye. The, well, gosh, I haven't seen him for a while. It freaked the crap out of me, so I I stopped watching it for a minute. What was that scene? I don't remember. I don't remember. I bet it will come to me when I watch it again because I bought it on DVD. <laughs> 
Um, so my last question is going to be, and then we got a battle royal thing that Dave's going to do. Um, so we call this back in time. If, if you could change anything in your wrestling career, what would you change? If nothing, that's cool. Um, ah, I got it. Um, I wouldn't have gave someone to go ahead and speak on my behalf with WWE's off. Like, I don't know if that ended up screwing me over as far as future opportunities. I'll never know. But when it happened, at the time, I thought I was going to get signed by TNA. So when this person asked, hey, can I talk to the office on behalf of you? I said, yeah, go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I don't know if that screwed me over or not. And again, I'll never know. But I would definitely change that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Dave's thing is called the Battle Royal. So, so basically what this is, it's a little thing we call the battle royal so give me a little story sentence one word something about the names i'm gonna say okay. so first one ruckus ahead of his time um back when he was heavier he moved around like nobody else you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. but uh just to keep it short and sweet ahead of his time yeah uh the sat ahead of their time you know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of a lot of wrestlers these days, like the stuff that they do, the stuff that they do was was definitely influenced by the SAT. Right, Rutgers like also a lot of the stuff that guys do these days was influenced by Rutgers. I I see a lot of people using the Spanish fly now, which is something that the SAT started using. Right. So, um, I like to add this guy into everything because he's family. Nate Hatred, a beast, a monster. Like back in the day came to CZW, you had to prove yourself to, uh, to Nate Hatred. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you didn't deserve to be there, you wouldn't be there. Like, as soon as you got Nate Hatred's blessing, you were good. Right, and I mean, I remember where I was when he passed, so that was kind of shock to the family. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. I, it was definitely shocking. Yeah. Um, go to the other half of the hate club, Nick Cage. Same thing. Same thing. You had to prove yourself. Like, there was a time where, like, you had to prove yourself to be in these locker rooms. I like that. You know what I'm saying? And to me, those were the best times. Like, you went back back then when you got in CW, you had to have respect. You had to prove yourself to Nick Gage, Nate Hatred, Trent Acid, Adam Flash. You know what I'm saying? You, you couldn't you couldn't be in that locker room and be a punk. You right. had to have, you had to be respectful and you had to want it. You had to earn it. Yeah. So, like Nick Gage another one that made that made me earn it. Um Jack Evans. Uh Jack Evans, high flyer. Um good dude. Uh I don't know why he's not getting more T V time with AEW. I don't know what the situation is, but I think he should be getting more T V. Right. Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston. I've been through a lot of wars with Eddie. Eddie deserves everything that he's getting right now. Um, one of the best promos in the business, you know what I'm saying? Um, I learned a lot. As far as like cutting promos, I learned a lot from being around Eddie and being around Robbie Marino, Robbie Hardy, you know what I'm saying? Um, Eddie definitely deserves to be on TV. And now people are going to be able to see just how great we've all been saying he is. Yeah. Um, Claudio. Claudio, Claudio deserves more in WWE. I don't know why that hasn't happened. You know what I'm saying? He's a workhorse. He, I mean, Claudio is someone that don't never hear a bad story about. You don't right. see that that often in pro wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Usually the majority of people are polarized. With Claudio, there's nothing but great things said about him everywhere. Wait, I remember when he debuted, I'm like, oh my God, I know this guy. And it was kind of cool. <laughs> I um, remember him in um, Sakara. Yeah. Cassius Ono. Cassius Ono, he's a he's an encyclopedia of knowledge. He's somebody that if he wants to, he can make you look like a fool in the ring. Or he can make you great. He has that ability. Matt Seidel. Matt Seidel, he's 
somebody that a lot of guys these days over their spouse. Like, um, he's somebody that, that that really killed it back in the day. And I think, like, if he was on TV now, he would still be killing them. Mm. Sanjay. No comment. No comment. <laughs> uh, Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak deserves where to be where he's at, man. Like, and 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 something about Drew is he's in WWE right now and never changed. A lot of times guys will get a contract, they'll be in the top company in the world, and then they forget about people. You know, and for whatever reason, you know what I'm saying? Drew is still the same guy now that he was when he was on the end. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and, yeah. and he deserves he deserves to be making a million dollars. He's a good person, man. He's a good person. We he's we were talking talented. to somebody a couple weeks ago, and they said Drew still calls him like weekly, even though he's up yeah. there. It's true. It's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like if you was in Drew's circle, then if you was in Drew's circle before he went there, you can text him right now. He'll get right back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's the same guy. Good person. So the next one is somebody who we all just lost. Uh, Danny Havoc. Man, Grant, Grant was Grant was smarter than a lot of people give credit for. You know what I'm saying? Grant was a good dude. Um, every interaction I've had with Grant was really cool. And I got to know Grant a whole lot better when we were in Japan. Yeah. You know? Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor always been a good dude. You know what I'm saying? Like always been talented from day one. Um, he's another one that that like like there's no like like a lot of guys, man. Like there's a lot of guys in professional wrestling that are clowns. You know what I'm saying? Right. Chuck Taylor is Chuck Taylor isn't one of Chuck. Chuck is the same now that he's always been. You know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't let he doesn't let the world of unprofessional wrestling change him. And I respect people that are that way. Yeah. Uh, Adam Cole. Ophidian. Ophidian, uh, I've had good interactions with him, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's always been cool with me, man. I mean, um, as far as, like, whatever's been going on, as far as, like, this whole movement or whatever, I don't know, because I've never experienced it or whatever. But the, the, the Ophidian that I know was always a respect. Right. Um, the Briscoes. <laughs> Money. Briscoes should be fucking multi-millionaires. The Briscoes are the best tag team in the world. There's, there's, there's no team better than the Briscoes. Oh, I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? There's no team better than the Briscoes. You want to talk about in-ring ability, promo, look, believability. They have it all covered. Yes. These dudes, these dudes should be at the point where they never have to work again. That's how good they are. Um, Azriel. Azriel is another one that, that doesn't get the opportunities that he deserves. He checks all the boxes, too. He's mm. a workhorse. Why he doesn't get the opportunities, I have no idea. But it's got to be the politics of unprofessional wrestling. Right. He's he, he put his time in, man. Like I don't I don't I don't get it. Don't get it at all. Like, I get I get I get um sometimes I get more frustrated when other people that deserve it don't get the opportunity more so than me. And Azrael is one of them. That dude should be on T V right now. I don't, I, I, agree. I don't get it. I agree with that. Um O V E. E I uh, uh Chris. Yeah, the Chris brothers. Yeah, great tag team. Um I've been in a ring with both of those dudes. Both of them kill it every time. You know what I'm saying? Like I got instant chemistry with both of those guys, man. They're a great tag. Matt Tremont. Matt Tremont. There's a reason why Matt is loved and respected. And he shows that every time he's out there. Like Matt is somebody that loves pro wrestling, man. You can see it. You can feel it whenever he talks. You know what 
know what I'm saying? Like, I have nothing but love for, for Matt Trainer. Hella wicked. Underrated. Very underrated. Um, I think that the D focused so much on Chikara. I don't know, like, as far as, like, outside of wrestling, maybe, like, job or whatever. I don't know what was going on outside of wrestling. But um, he's somebody that definitely should have flourished in pro wrestling more than he had. Not a, it's not a lack of talent issue. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a situational thing, but like Hollow Wicked is definitely somebody that's top notch, somebody that, that could make money anywhere he goes. Okay. I, I don't know. You know how, like, sometimes, not like sometimes places will, like, like won't give guys opportunities because of a particular gimmick. Maybe it's that. I don't I don't know, but I yeah. mean, all you gotta do is look at one Hollow Wicked match and see how talented he is. Oh, yeah. great. I got one more for you Delirious. Delirious. Uh, got good interactions with him. You know what I'm saying? Um, Compressing them at good chemistry. Right. Okay. Um, any social media? Any social media that you would like to give out or anything like yeah, webs? Yeah. Um, Twitter and Instagram, G's215, J-E-E-Z215. And also, if, if I'm someone that you want to see in these larger companies, I mean, Impact, I mean, AEW, Ring of Honor, NWA, plus their social media. Let them know you want to see me there. You know what I'm saying? It's only right. The talent is there. I can check all the boxes. If you want to see me there, let them know. Because these days, that's the only way to make it happen. We'll oh, let yeah. these know. And, and they're listening. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, um, G's and... Uh, um, this is DB Richards along with Dave Keener, and we just had um, Black G's on here. We'll see you. We'll see you in the ring. There we go. Thank you. Good night. Guess what? What? We got wristbands. Is that wristbands? Wristbands. All right. Yeah, ten wrestling, yellow and black, all around. It's great. It's great to like have to, because you can help us um, promote our podcast and everything that we're trying to do in the future. Sounds good. And we just got in ten wrestling bead wristbands now how much are these ones these ones are six bucks and the rubber band ones are five bucks so the ones that look like a rubber band are five bucks yeah all right cool yeah so if you want to help us get a mixer and all this stuff please donate or please help us we'll send you something cool like these wristbands and cool bead bands you can hear them cool so please help well it'll be awesome thank you and not just for me but for quinn too he needs help as well and in the future we will have t-shirts 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 anything else oh we have plans of making t-shirts and t-shirts and t-shirts and um we got icons in the future we'll get you idea if you want to get an autograph we'll send them and ship them to you and we got wristbands and wristbands and wristbands and wristbands and wristbands Hey, DB, what you doing? Hey, what's going on? I'm looking outside. No, I'm getting a little hungry trying to figure out what I'm going to have for dinner. Oh, we're going to have something to eat? Yeah, and you know what? I'm thinking about ordering from this place in Wilmington, which is like your area. Oh, it's right around in my corner yeah. at Marsh Road, yeah. Right, so this place is called Siddeley to go. Oh, are we going to go somewhere? Yeah, oh yeah. I had pizza from there the other night. It was so good. It was delicious. Anthony and Alex and the rest of the staff there make really good food. And now they're even catering. Catering? Catering. That's the magic word. Right. That was a cheap pop, too. Oh, catering. Right. For you. So now, they are located at 1806 Marsh Road in Wilmington, Delaware. 19810. Thank you. They're, They're open every day from Monday to Sunday from 10 to 10 and on Sundays 11 to 9. You can reach them at 302-475-9000. Since 1982, they've been around. Authentic Italian food. Mwah.